When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so are we talking to um, Bob at Newhart today? To, you're talking to Bob. I was wondering if that was going to be you, because I was going to say, is it Bob Hope, Bob Newhart, <laughs> Bob oh, Dylan? Which you're, Bob? You're going to have to dig up Hope. <laughs> I kind of, I told my mom, oh my gosh, we're so excited. We're interviewing Bob Newhart today, yeah. but I called you Bob Hope. Oh, and she's like, God. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Bob, we're, we're big, huge, huge fans. I know everyone says that to you, but we just have to say it too. I, I have to tell you something that happened to me the other day talking about this very subject. I was, um, I don't know, I was out. I walked into a store or something, and the guy said, Oh my God, is that you? <laughs> I said, Yeah, I guess so. He said, Oh my God, I can't believe this. He said, could, you, could I get a picture? Yeah, you know, a selfie? Yeah. Oh my God! I can't believe this. I'm, I'm, I must be your biggest fan. And, uh, and, and I don't know. I was buying something, and he said, "You know who this is? This is Bob Hope." <laughs> <laughs> so we're not the only ones. Well, we are delighted. If people are just joining us, we are so excited to be talking with Bob Newhart, the legendary. Comedian, Grammy Award winner, Emmy winner, um, comic that is coming here to the inaugural Minneapolis Comedy Festival this summer, starting next week. And you are going to be performing here Friday, June 28th at the Orpheum Theater. And tickets are available. I can't believe that. I know it. So people, (laughs) so tell everybody why they should come see you, Mr. Newhart. Uh, Well, you know, I don't know if it's the reason they should come see me, but... um, Minneapolis was a very important part of when I was first starting out in 1960. I uh, I, I had a recording contract with, with Warner Brother Records, and uh, I, I went down. They finally found a, a club called the Tidelands in Houston, Texas, that would take a chance on a guy who had never been on a nightclub floor. I literally had never. I had been in radio, but had never been on a nightclub floor, and they finally on this club in, in Houston that was willing to, do, to take a chance. So I recorded this album, and uh, the, the comedy album. The button-down mine of Bob Newhart, the that big mine. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the biggie. And, yeah. And, that, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and then it, it, I didn't hear from them, and this, <laughs> it was like April. And, uh, and, you know, my friends were saying, whatever happened to that comedy album? I said, you know, I, I'm going to have to call up Warner Brothers. 
And so I called up Warner Brothers and I said, uh, you know, I'm, I made a, a comedy record for you people um, you know, about three months ago, and I just wondered well, what had happened because I haven't heard anything about it. And they said, it's going crazy in Minneapolis. <laughs> really? Yeah, they said, it's, they said every pressing we make, we're sending right away to Minneapolis. It's, they, they, they publish in the, in the paper the, the times, like 7.30 at night, you can hear the driving instructor. But then at, at 11.30 at night, you can hear the submarine commander. And it was Howard Viken. Uh, that was CCO. Yes, yes, it was. That's yes. What I That's oh, what I yeah, wow. the call letters look very familiar. Yes. Well, we're on my talk, and all you know, we've been. It's an all talk station, kind of female driven here in the Twin Cities. And oh. for people who don't know, and I was telling Lori this about how you started out with your prank calls, and which led to Warner Brothers finding you and the best selling album, one of the best selling com- comedian albums of all times, the button down mine of Bob New. Heart. Can you just tell Lori a little bit about your prank calls and the genesis of those? Sure. I, I was um, I was an accountant. I, I graduated from Loyola University in Chicago, and uh, with a degree in accounting, and fully intending to be an accountant, and then realized that that I hated accounting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but I, I went into service in '52. And during the Korean War, and and I got out in '54, and it went back into accounting, and I was it drove me so nuts, it was so boring that I had this friend of mine that I was in a show group with, and like four o'clock in the afternoon, I'd call him, and we'd do bits over the phone just to keep me from going insane. Right. You know? And uh, and and so uh, one of the things I had to take, take I had to have charge of was was petty cash, and um, so salesmen would come in from from the road. This is for a U.S. gypsum company. And they come in from and they, uh, then later the Glidden company, the paint company. Okay. And and they'd come in and I'd, I'd, they'd give me a, a, a bill for. <laughs> the motel room, and or for gasoline, or for lunch, or whatever, and I'd give them cash. And then at the end of the day, I had to balance the receipts against what was left in the cash drawer. <clears throat> and um, but it never balanced; it was always off. <laughs> and and uh, and it came five o'clock. Everybody left except me because I was still looking for why you know it was off. It was at, uh, off a dollar fifty. And so I'd spend like three hours trying to find the dollar fifty. I did this for about a month, and and then one day I said, "Oh, the hell with it!" Uh, and it, it was it was under two dollars, so I took two dollars out of my pocket and I put it in petty cash. So now it balanced, you know. But then the next day it was a dollar fifty over, so I took a dollar fifty out, you know. And the head of the accounting department. He found out what I was doing, and he said, uh, my legal name is George. He said, George, uh, George, those are not sound accounting principles. <laughs> I said, but Enron is, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, I'm not cut out for accounting. Uh, and, and that's when I decided I was going to take a year or two or whatever it might take 
three, maybe at the most, uh, and and just um, see if I could uh, I could uh, you know make a, a living in in comedy because that's what I really really wanted to do, and it it, um, it took about three or four years, and, um, and and then this friend of mine, Dan Sorkin, who's a major disc jockey in Chicago. He, he, the Warner Brother Records people were coming through, and and um, and Dan said, "I had this friend of mine who I think is really funny." And they said, "Well, we'll you know, we haven't put something down on tape." And so I put down. I had at that time the driving instructor, uh, Abe Lincoln, and uh, the submarine commander. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great and characters. I, <laughs> And so Dan played him, and they say, "Okay, we'll give him a recording contract." And and they said, "We'll record you at your next nightclub." And I said, "See, we got a problem there because I've never played a nightclub." And that so then they went on a search for, and finally found the, the Tidelands, which would take a chance on. So them. Houston did finally. That's where you started. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And how did you meet Lucille Ball? Because uh, we understand that you guys were good friends. Well, I wouldn't say we're good friends. We knew each other. Okay. We, we'd run into each other. and uh, You didn't know her in the biblical way. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, exactly, yes. No. no she is, you don't know I, I who just said she, that? I think she would have liked to. Really? That it happened biblically. But, yeah. Uh, I am sure you got that from all the gals. But I was married at the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I still am, as a matter of fact. I know, to Ginny. Yes. How many years have you been married? years, yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. How does she put up with you? You know what? Uh, she's like the, you know, the, the, the song, Wind Beneath My Wings. And, uh-huh. and she's like the, the ballast on a ship, you know, because every time... You know, you start getting full of yourself, and she kind of brings you back to life. Like, um, we have a thing here in L.A. that that you have to separate the garbage. You have to put non-recyclable in one bin and and recyclable in the other. And it's like Tuesday afternoon. And so Ginny said to me, uh, oh, oh, Bob! Oh, I nearly forgot. So you you got to put take the recyclables out and put them put them outside and and the the non-recyclables and so i was kind of full of myself so i said uh this is when they were they were getting along uh, <laughs> uh, uh brad pitt and uh, uh angelina jolie angelina yeah. jolie so i said do you uh, honey do you think that angelina jolie uh tells brad pitt to take out the recyclables and she said, if you were Brad Pitt, I wouldn't tell you to do <laughs> <laughs> Bada boom, she gets you. So we've been fans. We watched the Bob Newhart show. We watched Newhart. And they, we were just talking about endings of shows because Game of Thrones ended a, about a month ago. And they were saying one of the best endings ever was of the second Newhart show when it was all a dream. Oh, yeah. 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 Again, my wife, that was... That was her idea. Really? And on uh, me waking up in bed with Susie. Yeah. And talking about this weird dream I had about owning a, an inn in Vermont. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And that was so clever. You're so funny. So do you prefer, I know you were on the Big Bang Theory recently, and um, you just got honored with a golden, what was it, the Golden Derby Award? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. really cool. And, and just this earlier this month, you got nominated for the Golden Derby Career Achievement Award. Um, do you have a a preference doing stand-up comedy or TV or, you know, taping things? I, st- I still, you know, it's where I started. And, um, yeah, I still do stand-up, you know, not as much as I used to. I'm going to be 90 in, in September. You're Virgo, uh, I hear. Virgo, yeah. Yeah. Trouble. Trouble is right. I know. I know. I've heard that. <laughs> I, I, I don't see any signs of it, but I've heard, I've heard of it. <laughs> we'll ask you, friends. <laughs> so, but you still love doing the stand-up. Yeah, it, it's it's just, it, it's so immediate. It's there, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you're there, and the reaction is immediate, and uh, it's my first love, and, uh, I, you know, as long as I'm physically able to show up and uh, and make sense which is becoming less and less possible <laughs> that, that's part of the charm maybe too it's a whole new thing okay bob newhart here's a question for you we love mrs mazel i'm wondering do you have you watched that show oh sure yeah and yeah. how how do you think it represents because that's when you were up and coming in comedy well, that's what yeah that's what it is it's it's that that era of time uh, that was so special to me because it was it was just happening. Yeah, to me, you know. I mean, I went from saying I in accounting, I don't think I'm cut out for this, and then like six months later, uh, they're they're saying, do you want to do six Ed Sullivans or eight Ed Sullivans? You I mean, know? that's incredible. Yeah, it was just uh, so it gets so it's, that it's a right. Wonderful time of my life, and it's it was a. Uh, uh, the, the unfortunate thing is I, I wasn't married at the time, and, uh, uh, you know, the, the, I didn't have someone to really share it with. Sure. Them. It would have been great if Ginny and I had been married, except I, I couldn't afford to marry anybody. I had no prospects of anything happening. You know, I was taking, I once worked for the Illinois State Unemployment Compensation Board, a part-time job, and uh, and we used to get... Uh, $65 a week and the claimants got 55 and and they only had to come in one day a week. <laughs> <laughs> that seems so wrong on many levels. Um, so, but Mr. Newhart, um, I don't I'm know Bob, if I should... Bob, are Bob. you Bob? Okay, you know, you lost some legendary friends in the past year and a half. We lost Don Rickles, Tim Conway more recently. Did you and um, I was reading that you used to have these really just fun um, dinner parties um, back in the day. I don't know what day it was, but it was you and Mike Connors and Mary Lou, Dick Martin, Dolly Martin, Don Rickles and Barbara, Steve Lawrence and Edie Gorman. Yeah. Um, what, you know, what, when you lost Don Rickles, what was, do you have just kind of a favorite time with him that you could share? Well, it, it, you know, we went on vacation together and, and people would say, you know, like we were the odd couple. And I, I, at one time I was, uh, I belonged to this country club in LA <coughs> and I was in the, in the locker room and Joe Pesci was there with, uh, Bereshnikov. Oh, wow. So I, I went up to, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know him at all. I went up to him. I don't think he knew who the hell I was. And, and I said, would you please tell me? I mean, this is the oddest couple I've ever seen. <laughs> how Joe Pesci became a friend, a friend of yours, and uh, and Pesci said, uh, 
uh, how about you and Rickles? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's right. You're right. (laughs) Oh, my. Is there, like, so when, I know it. So, you know, you're kind of slow build, steady. I mean, I downloaded some of your um, comedy for road trips. And I just think there's such classic things out there for people to hear. And I'm excited for a new generation of people to hear your stories. And comedy isn't done like that. I don't feel like anyone has your style right now because, I mean, you really, you're level voiced, you're calm. And then it's just so, it's delivered so differently. Have you, do you feel like there's anyone out there right now that you really like that has kind of that style or anyone you admire right now? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, um, it, it wasn't that recently, but um, I mean, there, there are a lot of, first of all, the number one guy, uh, and I, I could say it now because Rickles has passed, uh, but the number one comedy influence of the past 50 years uh, would be Pryor, Richard Pryor. Oh, interesting. But unbelievable. Just He's just... Um, He's he's beyond comedy. Excuse me. He's beyond comedy. It's it's like um, it it becomes like Mark Twain. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a history of it's it's life today in the inner city, according to Richard Pryor, and it's uh, it's just brilliant. It's uh, I remember I was watching like the improv or as watching one of uh, maybe that the Elaine's that thing that used to come out of New York the, mm-hmm. you know, one of those comedy shows uh, and uh, and I, I would watch and, and uh, I'd watch a guy and I'd go oh, he's kind of doing a letterman you know and then uh, another guy and then I'd say well he's he's kind of doing uh, you know he's he's kind of doing Rickles and then a guy came out, and I'm watching, and I'm going, boy, he isn't doing anybody. I, I, he's just, he's just doing himself. And, and it was Norm Crosby, uh, Norm McDonald. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and he was just, it, it, and it's so great for another comedian to see that, and 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 to see somebody that unusual and that different, and. Uh, for the sake of comedy, you know, for the sake of it going on, right? It, it needs the new blood, and um, and I mean that's my favorite thing is to watch other comedians. I just, it's, I just, I love the sound of laughter. It's just, uh, it's an opiate. It know? truly oh, that is. is just such. And you have given us so many laughs. Bob Newhart. I mean, oh my gosh, you've made us just laugh and laugh. And we're going to arm wrestle that guy in the grocery store. We're your biggest fans. <laughs> Bob Hope, right? <laughs> Listen, we have to go because um, we've got to do our real show now. But oh, it, the real one. Oh. The real one. We're going to play this during our show today. And um, Oh, this is going to be on the air then? Of yeah. course. Oh, I thought we were just talking. No. Well, well, we were just talking and then we're just going to be talking again so everyone can hear. Okay. And in this, just know um, our producer with us today is Tony Lee. I mean, we are huge, huge, huge fans. Minneapolis is so excited that you're coming here for the inaugural Minneapolis Comedy Festival starting next week. You will be here Friday night, June 28th at the Orpheum Theater at 7 o'clock. 
Um, and there are great seats still available. I looked up and tickets start at $49 people. Yeah. So it's really, it's really an affordable night. Um, we're going to, I'm going to be out of town. So is Larry, but honestly, thank you for making us smile and laugh for all these years. And Twin Cities is ready for a big treat when you get here, Mr. Newhart. Bob, 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 spelled forward and backward the same way. (laughs) Okay, we'll see you soon, and thank you for your time. And if you ever feel the need to just chat, call us. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Sure, bye. Oh, my gosh, that was so fun. (laughs) Thank you, Bob. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That was so cute at Laurie at the end. You're like, oh, my gosh, that was so fun, and he's still on the phone. We called Mr. Newhart offices today. That was such a treat. And if you want to hear the beginning part of our chat with Bob Newhart, it's at um, listen to the replay, the third hour of the replay. When we come back, we've got the rest of the stories and the headlines we haven't got to today. This is Lori and Julia, My Talk 107.1.